Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. First Chronicles 9, or I'm sorry, 4 verses 9 and 10. And it's up there on the screen for you, and I'm just going to read it um, from here. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Father, we thank you so much for your word, God. We thank you, Lord, that these are the two scriptures that are going to empower us today, June 8th of 2014, my God. Lord, you have something that's just going to stir inside of our spirits, Lord, that we may carry outside of these walls. So we pray just a blessing over your word, and we pray that every person that's here, their ears will be open to hear and understand what your spirit is speaking. We thank you, we love you, and we all say amen, amen. You may be seated. So this past year uh, with Master's Commission, we, we kind of... Every year we like to do a theme. Um, I was a student for three years, uh, went off to um, uh, attain my, my liberal arts degree, working on my psychology degree as well. But, um, and then I was offered the opportunity to um, direct master's commission last year. And, and one thing that we've always done since I was in master's, we always um, have a theme that, that we came up with. And this year our theme we decided was to collectively as a team was limitless. Everyone say limitless. And so we, we came up with this theme early on in the year, not knowing that everything we would face after that point would have to do with living limitless or living unlimited. And it's just crazy. Um, I'm just so proud of my students. Um, and, and the reason why is because I don't say this to, to brag about myself, but, but every year since Pastor Dan has done masters, all the way up to... And PD has, has, has directed masters for years, and even Pastor Nick as well. And, and every year, uh, you don't graduate with your, your class with the same people that started. You lose soldiers, if you know what I mean. Some people fall off. Uh, some people feel like they need to be home with their families, and, and, and things come up. Some people uh, quit. Um, but this year is the first year in history that we will be graduating the class that started from September all the way up to where we're at now. So give it up for, for these students right here. I, I, I take no credit for that. I, I take no credit for that. And I only say that because the, the students you're going to hear stories from today, they're, they're overcomers. And there were many opportunities where they could have thrown in a towel. There were many things that arose that, that could have caused them to quit. But they stuck through it, and, and so I owe my gratitude and my appreciation to these students that you'll be hearing in a second. But So with that said, Limitless, there's a few things I want you to pick up from the life of Jabez. It's only two, two verses. It's only a small passage, but there's so much power that, that we could find in here. And, and one thing I want you to realize is that Jabez literally means pain. His name was associated with pain. That if you are to look up that word, it means grief or pain. And his mother named him Jabez because when she was giving birth to him, she was undergoing a lot of pain and, and, and he caused her a lot of pain. And it's just interesting that it's not something that he decided for himself. It wasn't a label that, that he, he wanted for his life. He, I'm sure he didn't, you know, want, want to become um, a person, a reminder of, of, of a painful experience but he lives a label that his mother gives him. 
It's an identity that he didn't choose for himself, but his mother identifies this, associates pain with his name. And right off back, his his introduction in life was pain. He entered this life with pain, and his start was pain. And I could imagine him being just such a disappointment. You know, every time that, whether he's 3 years old, 13 years old, 23 years old, that every time his mother looks over to him, she's reminded of of the pain she went through when she was giving birth to him. I I could imagine him just being such a disappointment. I I could imagine him being such a letdown and just unwanted. And and the crazy thing is, is, is what I realize is that not everyone has a great start. Not everyone has a great start. We don't get the, 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 the cards we want to be dealt with in life. And, and sometimes things just happen and we don't have a great start. Not everyone has a great start, but I think sometimes we feel like we're born in the wrong family. Or sometimes we feel like, you know, our, our heritage limits, limits us or, or our background or our culture or, or, or the things that we're born into. We, we feel like we're, we, we're just automatically given a bad start. Not everyone has a great start in life. And you may feel that way this, this morning. You may feel like you were handed the wrong cards, that, that, that God done probably messed up on your life, that, that you were a mistake, that, that your parents have told you you were an accident child, that you shouldn't have been born, that you were made in, in the back of a Cadillac or whatever you want to call it. But I'm, I've heard stories like that where, where kids just feel like they're, they were an accident, they were a whoopsie baby. <laughs> But, but the one thing I, I realized is that Jabez reminded me that you don't have to finish where you started. You don't have to finish where you started. That the destination that you eventually want to get to, the things you want to achieve and attain in life, that they're still made available for you. That, that just because people have uh, spoken things over your life or just because uh, people have called you a disappointment or you probably didn't have that great of a start, the, the great thing is this, that you don't have to finish there. You get to determine your destination point. You get to determine how you get there. <laughs> Thank you all. Too. <laughs> uh, but the crazy thing is this, that... that that you don't have to finish where you started, that you, you have the ability. I think sometimes we feel limited, and, and sometimes we feel like, man, you know, this is just the way life is going to be. You know, we act like Eeyore from, from Winnie the Pooh. You know, we just so downcast, and, and everything's so negative. And, 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 and even if you, it, what Pastor Dan tells me, just I will never forget, he always, you've heard it before, that it may not be your fault that you are where you are, but it's your fault if you stay there. It's your fault if you stay in that, under those conditions and, and, and in that term. And, and so you guys heard the same before. It's not how you start. It's how you same mindset. So finishing matters more. That's all that counts. Finishing. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Jay, we realize that with Jabez that, that he realizes, man, I'm not just a screwed up kid. I'm not just a, a, a jacked up kid that has nothing going for me that, you know what? I can choose the destination. I can choose where I want to be. And so he realizes that. Finishing matters more to him. So, so what did he do and, and, and how, did he allow, how did he not allow his start to determine his finish? Verse 10 says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Say, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. 
one thing that, that I notice about him is, is that in, in order to excel or in order to, 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 to move forward or in order to, uh, to like have the mindset of Jabez and not feel limited, there's got to be some sort of dissatisfaction that takes place inside of you. There's got to be this urgency to want more in life that, that you got to sometimes sit in the midst of your, your nasty, stinky situation and, and realize, you know what? It doesn't have to be this way. There's got to be more out there for me. And that's exactly what, what, what Jabez realized. He was so dissatisfied. He, he knew that, that, that he wasn't, all he was good for was not just pain. There has to be a, a dissatisfaction inside of your spirit. In your workplaces, you hear perverse conversations taking place. There has to be a dissatisfaction inside of you to redirect those conversations. And and even at home, you you see people around you just struggling with addiction. Or you may be the one struggling with addiction. There's got to be a dissatisfaction inside of you like, man, I know God has more for me. I know that God has more for me. And so he desired a new name. He desired a new identity. His mother gave him the name Jabez, but he knew that there was something more out there. So he desired a different approach in life, a different identity, a new name. And one thing I realized is that pain was not Jabez's only option. Pain was not his only option. Pain was not his only option. The funny thing with us is this, that when we're in, in, in distressful situations and when we feel a little overwhelmed with life, when we feel uh, a little with our back up against the walls and there's just so much opposition against us, falling into depression is more of an option for us than anything else. That deep depression is our only way out. That becomes an option to us. That we would rather settle with the pain to try to strive for more, that we would rather settle with the pain and, 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 and the dissatisfaction. We keep it to ourselves. But little do you know that God has a better plan for you. God has a better plan for you. And Jabez realized that right from the start, pain was not his only option. And the crazy thing is when we do settle for depression and, and we fall deep and heavily into it, the next thing that it leads to is suicide. We, we literally feel like there's no way out. And so we decide to take our life away that was never ours to begin with, that was given by God. We take that life away, that precious life, the only one life that we're given, that, that his son sacrificed just for you. You gave that life up. We give that life up. We commit suicide, and the stories are real. And I, I worked at a group home, and I remember... Uh, one of the individuals, one of our clients, trying to, com- trying to uh, choke herself with a belt in-, in the rec room. She stood on top of the pool table, and she tried to take her life away. Suicide is real. It was always a movie thing for me, but when I witnessed it, when I worked in that kind of environment, I, I realized the seriousness of it. And if you feel depressed in this place today, if you've been feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like there's no way out, know from Jabez's story that pain is not the only option. There is more out there for you. There is more out there for you. Jabez prays three things. He says a little prayer unto God in verse 10 that I just read. And he asks God for three things. The first thing he asks for, he tells God to enlarge his territory. 
He asked God, he says, man, he's, remember, he's dissatisfied. And he says, enlarge my territory. And what he was pretty much asking for is he was telling God that I don't want to stay in the same place forever. I don't want to be in the same situation forever. Enlarge, increase my influences, expand. And another version says um, to, to, to uh, something about the borders. What it says, to, to enlarge my borders or to extend my borders. I'm sorry. It says to extend my borders. I love that version. And that's what Jabez is realizing. He, he, he wants more, and, and he, tells, he t- asks God that, that I don't want to be in the same spot forever. I, I don't want to feel this way for the rest of my life. I, I don't want to be known as the pain child. I, I don't want my mom to look at me and my dad to look at me and, and see that I'm a letdown, that I'm a disappointment. And so he asks God to, to enlarge my territory. You know what? Make me a person of influence. Remind me that there's more for me than there is against me as long as I'm inside of your will, God. And some of you needed to repeat, your, repeat that to yourself every day that you wake up because it's, it's real out there. And I know that, 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 that finances are, are crazy and, and that just living in, in, in these kind of conditions in, in this crazy world, it, it's almost, I could see why it would be an option to die. But when, when you have Christ next to you, when you have him inside of your life, there is always more that is at stake for you. There's always more that is greater for you. And so he, he just tells God to extend his borders, to, to, to make him, uh, take him out of the situation that he was in and, and the distress and the label that he had, that he knew that, that he didn't want to be in that place forever. The second thing that he asked God, he tells God to bless him. So simple. He asked God to bless him. What he was saying is that he, he believed God for more. He was pulling on God's anointing. He was, he was, he was gripping him, and he was saying, God, I, I know that there's more. That the same way that, that Jacob probably wrestled with God, and he said, I'm not leaving until you bless me. Jabez had that same kind of urgency inside of his heart. He asked God to bless him, which he's saying, I just want more of you, God. I just want an increase of you in, in my school, in, in the school system, in the college that I attend, in the high school that I attend. In my workplace, in my, in my very own home that, that, that I should feel at home at, but sometimes it's just chaos. I, I want to extend my influence there, and I want you to bless me, and I want you to give me more there. He simply asked God for more. And the third thing he asked for, he asked God to keep him from pain. Well, what, what was he saying in this? He was born a pain child. He was born with the, the labels that he didn't ask for, that, that his, his parents have given him. But when he told God that, you know, I, I, keep me from this pain, what he was saying is that he, I don't want to become what I've lived. I don't want to become what I've lived through. And I want to encourage you guys with that this morning. You, you don't have to become what, what you've been limited to. You don't have to become the struggles that you've endured from the time you were born to where you are now. You don't have to become those things. Don't you dare limit yourself to your struggles. Don't limit yourself to your struggles. You don't have to become what you've been through. The the disappointment kid, the letdown, the one that nobody wants to talk to, the one that nobody wants to be around, the one that, that upset your parents. You don't have to be that label anymore. He didn't want to have that identity forever, so he asked God to to give him a different name, give him a new label, give him a new identity. 
And that's what he asked because he doesn't want to become what he's been through. And all I'm saying is this. If there's, is there anything, I, if there's anything I want you to take home or remember, I want you to, 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 to know that don't let what you've lived through limit you. Don't let the things, the experiences, the, the addictions and the, the things that people have, have called you, don't let that limit you. Don't let the things that you've lived through limit you. Because when you do that, what you're saying is that the, the God that you serve wasn't worth your time, that he wasn't worth your day, and, and that when the, the, the thing that, that kills me is when we say that we're saved, we say we're believers, we attend Sunday morning services just like now, and, and we believe in God and, and who he is, and we go out there, and, and it's almost a double life for us because we get those bills coming in. And all of a sudden, we don't believe in this God anymore. And, 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 and disappointment starts to arise in your life. And you relapse or, or you do something and you were just so close to God, but you relapse or you do another disappointment. And what happened to the big faith you had on Sunday morning service? Because here's what you're saying. You publicly live this life for God. I want you to know that every single person out there is watching your moves. They are watching your every move. They are watching the way you respond to adversity. They are watching the way you, you, you respond to certain things that are taking place in your work or in your home. And, and when you, you, you it's, it's almost as if you, 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 you make God look bad. And I don't mean to put pressure on you in any way, shape, or form. But it's almost as if you make God look bad. When, when you, you come in here and you say you love God, but you go out there and you live a different lifestyle. And so I just wanted to, I had to throw that out. I want to encourage you guys today that, that if, if you want to extend your influence, if, if, you want, uh, if you don't want people to think that you're limited or, or whatever the case is, that the more you live out loud for him, the more you show yourself approved, it, it, it compares to the world and, and they have things that they turn to and success and whatnot that's temporary. But when you begin to live out loud and you show that you have a lasting effect because you have a relationship with him, that defy, that just beats everybody else, and it just ends the game right then and there. So, so make sure, I'm just throwing that in there, make sure that, that if you're going to say you're a believer of God, you wear his name well. You wear his name well. That you don't disrespect him. Don't be limited to your pain. Don't be limited to your past mistakes. Don't be limited to your struggles. And as cliche as it sounds, all I want you to do is to live limitless because those are the things that limit you. All, all that negative, it just causes an uproar inside of your spirit, but live limitless. Just live limitless. That, that's all I would encourage you with. Ask God to extend your borders, to enlarge your territories, to, to make you uh, influential in, in whatever areas you feel called to. In, in a moment, you're, you're about to hear some stories of some true stories of, of, of some of the things that, that my students underwent. And, and as you sit here and as you hear what they have to say, I want you to think of some of the struggles you went through. That, that maybe if you can't relate to the exact stories that they're sharing, I want you to remember and reflect on some of the things, that, the limits and the labels that were placed over your life. And I want you to remember this one thing. The reality is this. You don't have to finish where you started.
Reality is, I'm just a big body taking up space. My life has no purpose, and the path that I'm on right now is leading me to a brick wall. Reality is, I'm nothing but a failure. I can't seem to do anything right, and everything that I touch dies. So call me a murderer because it's my fault that my grandma's not here. Reality is, the only reason why I made the high school basketball team was because the coach needed a new toy. Being touched in private places and slapped around the basketball court, I deserved it. And let's be honest, I even kissed a few girls on the team after that. And I liked it. But it's alright for me to feel this way, lost, confused, and useless, because reality is, this is just the life that your God had planned for me. Reality is, I was raised in church. You see, I knew God, but that was it. I went to church, but that was it. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, so I was good. But then why wasn't I happy? You see, every day I'd wake up, I'd go to school, hang out with my friends, but they didn't know me. I played sports, I got good grades, but they didn't know me. They didn't know that I'd go home to a dad who was always drinking, a broken home, my mom trying to raise me and my sister. They didn't know that I struggled with feelings of never being good enough, feelings of being worthless, tormented by my insecurities. You see, they didn't know this, no one knew this, because reality is, I was good at pretending. When everybody thought that I had it all together, church girl, good grades, reality is, my life was falling apart. Reality is, I messed up, God. I did it. I replaced you with pornography. Your presence no longer satisfies me. I'm a pervert, gross, and pure. Reality is, it's over, God. I'm just a high school dropout, depressed, good for nothing. Reality is, I want to die, God. If you created me for a purpose, then why do I want to commit suicide? Bondaged, worthless, silenced. Reality is, this life isn't worth it. I'm not worth it. Because reality is, I'm just another sexually abused victim with no voice. Reality is, I don't know my dad. I, I never met him. I never went fishing with my father. I, I don't even know the dude's name. And to be honest with you, that, that opened up doors that I never wanted to be opened. That opened up doors to depression. That opened up doors to low self-esteem. And you know what? It's funny because people knew me for my smile. That's how people knew me. But they didn't know that I cried myself to sleep at night because my daddy wasn't there. And honestly, uh, I was young. When I was younger, I, I, had, I was running around carefree. I, I had no worries. It wasn't until I was around the age of nine while I was at my friend's house and we were playing and his father came home. And you see, he had a long day at work. All he wanted to do was come home and see his wife and his kids. So he walks into the room my friend gets up and he cries out, Dad. And he runs to him and he hugs him. And you see, I had two feelings that day. One, I was overjoyed. 
because I saw for the first time in my life the love between the father and the son. But at the same time, I was hurt because I realized that I didn't have that. I didn't have that love that I needed. You see, I had people that loved me, but I didn't have that love between the father and the son. It was that day that I realized that I was just another boy without his daddy. Well, reality is, the mistakes that I've made in the past don't matter. Because my mess ups, he cleaned up. The blood that I thought was on my hands, he washed away. The comfort and healing that I try to find in other females, I finally found in him. Those feelings of being lost, confused, and useless, he replaced with feelings of joy, love, and purpose. See, because reality is, I'm more than just a big body. I'm more than a new toy. I am more than a punishment child, and I am more than my mistakes and disappointments. I am royalty, the daughter of a king, and the path that I'm on right now is leading me to the gates of heaven. And this right here, this is our reality. The reality is, I'm a daughter of the king of kings. You see, I don't have to be perfect because he is. I don't have to have it all together because he does. And all those times that I thought I wasn't good enough, God has said that I was worth dying for. In my relationship with him now, you see, I'm not gonna settle for comfortable living. You see, God never wanted a religion with me. He wanted a relationship. And if God called me to be great, I'm not gonna settle for good. So as a woman of God now, reality is, I'm not gonna let anything get in my way. But reality is, I was never in too deep. Cause he picked me up, dusted me off, and clothed me in his royalty. He said, princess, you are destined for greatness. And reality is, God always has a plan B. Cause I got my GED. He refused to give up on me. So I refuse to let suicide consume my mind. I refuse to be okay with small thinking and safe living. I refuse to be, I refuse to be chained by what happened to me at the age of eight. God, you see all things and you can't control mankind's choices, but you're a God of restoration. So reality is, this life is worth it. I'm worth it. And I refuse to be silent. But you see, reality is, I do have a father. A father that was always there. A father that was there when I fell off my bike when I was five years old and I scraped my knee. A father that was there when I was crying myself to sleep at night. You see, this God, this father loved me so much that he wrote this 66 book love letter to show me how to be a man. And you see, statistics say that I'm not gonna be the best of fathers. But reality is, I'm gonna be a great father. My kids are never gonna have to go what I went through. And you see, reality is that the same God that we come to every Sunday, the same God that we worship, the same God that we cry out to is the same God, the same God that made the heaven and the earth, the moon, the stars, the sun, is the same God that looks at me each and every day with a smile on his face and calls me his son. 
just as I've been saying the whole time, don't let what you've lived through limit you. You heard it front row and center right in this theater. And I'm sure that these seats are filled with stories. I'm sure that, that, that even as you sit there, you're realizing, man, there's got to be more to this. Greatness lies inside every single one of you today. You've heard it a million times before. But I really feel the presence of God here in this room right now. And if you suffer with depression, if you suffer with low self-esteem, if you suffer with with a, a lack of identity, you don't know who you are. You don't know where you need to be in life. You don't know what God has for you. You see people passing by, and they have everything together, even those that are not saved. They're successful. They're making it. God, why have you skipped over me? The reality is you feel limited. You feel like the the struggles that you've endured, they've kept you held back for a, a long, long time. And I'm here to tell you today, you need to break free of that. You need to break free right now. There is a generation that that needs to hear what you have to say. There are children out there that need to learn from your example. Your stories need to be shared. Don't you dare be embarrassed about the, the things that have taken place in your life. And here's why. Because every plan that the enemy had for you, every hiccup, every slip up, every limitation, every struggle that you went through, even the things that weren't your fault, that, that the pain that someone has caused upon you, being sexually mistreated, being touched in the wrong places, even those things, God has a plan for that. That your mess-ups are going to simply turn into a stepping stool, a stepping stone for him to launch you into something greater. So don't you dare sit there and feel embarrassed about it. He never wastes a pain. He never wastes a hurt. There's something he wants to do with you. There's something he wants to do with those feelings that you've had the, the past few days and tossing and turning in your sleep. There's a purpose for that pain. The reality is this. There's a greater reality. There's a greater reality than, than this thing that we call earth. There's, there's a greater reality, and you've heard it in their stories. You, you will hear it in my story, and I'm sure we can hear it in yours. And the, the greater reality was Jesus, simple. Apparently, some of you guys don't believe in that. Jesus is a greater reality. That was the, the thing that transformed my life, the thing that transformed their life. And if you're sitting here and, and you don't know who he is, we're going to offer an opportunity this morning. We're going to give you a chance to link up with the very one who destined your life, the very one who has a plan for you, the very one who created you so he knows you better than you know yourself, flaws and all. And even if, if you feel like, yeah, I know God already, you know, I, I've sat in these seats before. 
I, I felt his love and from time and time and from time to time. And, and I, I've played church. If you feel like, like, like you, you, you knew who God was at one point, but you kind of fell off. You, you kind of slowly but surely slipped away. I want to offer to you the same greater reality. And I want you to know that, that like Pastor Dan says, that there, there's nothing you can do. There's absolutely nothing you can do that can cause him to love you less or cause him to love you more. He just loves you. He just loves you. Would you grab a hold of that fact this morning? Well, would you let the, the creator of the universe, would you let him love you today? I don't care what you did. If you would have known some of the things that I've done in my past, you wouldn't sit here and listen to me speak. In fact, you would probably have me labeled. But God has caused such a great transformation inside of me that, that even when I felt disgusted before him, he looked at me and he picked me out of the crowd and he said, you're going to be a motivational speaker. You're going to travel the world and you're going to speak life in, into other individuals' lives. And the crazy thing is this, that I didn't know what, what, what the point of, of, of the, the, the stress I went through at a young age, at the age of 15, I didn't understand it. But it's insane how I, I run into individuals that have gone through the same things that I've gone through. And I can literally tell them, I know how you feel because I've been there. And, and so you think that these things that you're facing, that, that, that you, there's no purpose for it. You wait. You just wait and, and watch that you're going to run into individuals, little yous running around that, that are, you're going to encounter. You're going to begin to build, build them up and you're going to be able to speak life into them because... You can sit there and say, you know what? I know what you've gone through. So if you would at this moment, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.